Hello, all you beautiful people out there. Welcome again to the Calvin and Hobbscast. For this strip, let me take you back. You're you're uh, having breakfast, and the paper boy rides by. He's wearing a striped shirt and a hat. And he throws a paper onto your doorstep, but you hear it land with a thump, and you go and check the date. It's November 30th, 1985. There was a car accident downtown. Very sad. In this strip, the first panel, this is a big one. Well, I'll, I'll save the commentary. First panel, Calvin is sitting in his wagon. And although they look quite stationary, they are moving because Calvin and the wagon are above the grass, and there are some motion lines behind them. And he's looking back at Hobbs, who is running along and pushing Calvin. Calvin says, do you believe in fate? Next panel, Hobbs says, you mean that our lives are predestined? Now they're flying up over a wooden dock, and uh, Calvin says, yeah, that the things we do are inevitable. You see them soaring. They've ramped off the dock, and they're about to land in a huge lake. Hobbs says, what a scary thought. Now it goes without saying that this is a hugely important strip. This is the first time that we've ever seen Calvin and Hobbes in the wagon. The infamous, iconic Calvin and Hobbes wagon. And this is also... The first time we've heard Calvin and Hobbes, named after philosophers, explicitly discussing philosophy. They are, of course, discussing the basic idea of free will and determinism. I'm not sure exactly why Hobbes thinks that would be a scary thought. I would hope it's because they seem to do foolish things, particularly Calvin, and that there's no way to stop this. On a more literal note, there's no way to stop their inevitable plunge into this lake. I believe the meaning is the former, but then the latter is a better joke, and it's a comic strip. I think Calvin likes the deterministic view because it lets him off the hook for a lot of things. Although, in reality, he is the definition of an absurd, chaotic force on his environment and everyone around him. Probably the one, the one thing that could not be determined in this world. Predetermined, that is. As for the wagon, it's uh, always a great time to have conversations. And in the future, this wagon will be used, or its winter counterpart, the toboggan, in order for them to have a lot of philosophical conversations, but also to go on adventures, maybe to other planets. I'm going to say, you really uh, see that early drawing style on this one. The shading on the wagon, simplistic, but... The shadows are uh, are great. I love the two layer of the grass where there's a 
a foreground and a background grass that's dark in the second panel. In the third panel, the little touch of being able to see underneath some of the boards of the dock, clearly putting the, well, first putting the dock as being rickety, but also that the uh, perspective is somewhat low to the point where you can actually see that. And uh, the way that the angle changes when it's revealed that that dock is going into the lake, early on you just see a little bit of it, but it's not really showing you where it's going. That's a nice touch. The main place where I noticed the earlier style of animation is in the faces. The facial expressions are just not to the detail they'd be later. A lot of times the characters would have more of a blank look on their face. And again, we see the really triangular Calvin mouth. Both of those I associate with this earlier style. I also love Hobbes' tail pointing completely straight out in the third panel. And the little poof of smoke that follows them. Or dust, I'm assuming. Still, drawing a wagon and fitting all those limbs in there is tough. They do a good job. You can even see in the third panel that Hobbes' leg is in front, it's beside Calvin. He has got to put his feet on the sides of him, even though his feet are inside, uh, because Calvin's so small. I have to wonder if um, Bill Watterson ever regretted having Calvin with this striped shirt, and then Hobbes also having stripes. When they get really close together, sometimes it's easy for those to get kind of jumbled up. In this one, it's a little bit more obvious because his stripes are thicker. And I think that's how he differentiates it. But if you were to just zoom in on the place where his leg crosses Calvin's um, right beneath his sleeve, you'd be hard-pressed to not get a little bit confused. Well, I don't think there's anything else to say about this strip. Trying to keep it at a, at a tight five minutes. If you are enjoying the Calvin and Hobbes cast, you think it's uh, it's great, you love it, why not join the Facebook group? You can hit like on there, post about your personal thoughts about these different strips, and about all the detail you wish I had gone into. You can also post fun facts, just share Calvin and Hobbes related um, jokes, you know. You could say, oh, look, Star Wars The Force Awakens was done in the style of Calvin and Hobbes. But don't post that exact thing, because... Almost everyone I know has shared it with me personally. Thank you for listening. Yukon Ho. Bing! Oh, one last thing. If you're listening to this on iTunes, it's possible that the feed will change starting with the next episode. So if this is the last one you see, doesn't mean that it's over. It just means there's another one with a different name on there somewhere. And you should be able to find that. It's only a quick search away, or, again, check the Facebook page. So, don't give up. Never surrender. And now I'll play some legal things. Bing! The excerpts used in this podcast are from The Complete Calvin and Hobbes, published by Andrews McNeil, LLC, copyright 2005 by Will Watterson, all rights reserved. No infringement is intended. The clips are being used for the purposes of... Commentary and review. Please don't sue us.